Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. Back at it again as we head into the divisional round. Uh, I was going to wait till the end of the game, but there's 13 minutes left. And the score is 52-24. to 24. Uh, Nick Saban's going to win his 75th national championship. So, roll tide. Congrats to Alabama. We'll dive into just some NFL angles to that game and a couple things I saw. Then we got a lot going on. Some breaking news earlier today. Doug Peterson fired. Uh, I'm going to dive into some thoughts I had on Sean McVay. Some of the older quarterbacks, Brady, Breeze, Big Ben, Rivers. Uh, I think we got a really, really good upcoming game this weekend between Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Bills, Ravens. Can't wait for that. We have a good game. Tampa and the Saints is a really good game. Can't wait. Can't wait. Got to love the playoffs. This is uh, this is why we do it. You know, I, not me. You know, I just talk into a microphone. It's, it's why the players and coaches do what they do <laughs> to, to entertain us. And uh, I'm lucky enough to be able to talk about it. So uh, we will. Talking a little bit about everything, and uh, appreciate everyone. Middlecoff Mailbag, also, at John Middlecoff, the Instagram handle. 
Three and Out podcast, if you could, go subscribe to the page. Would greatly appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that have left a review, also greatly appreciate it. And uh, thanks. Hopefully everyone uh, is doing well out there. Let's start with the Alabama game. Uh, let's talk about it from NFL draft perspective angles here. Devontae Smith, I got to look at his final numbers. He just got hurt with his hand. But he had 12 catches for 215 yards and three touchdowns. He clowned Ohio State. I mean, that was that was a joke. That that was, it almost felt like, hey, Ohio State, do you guys realize this guy has like 75 touchdowns this season? He just won the Heisman Trophy. He's really good. But I, I don't think they did, and they could not cover him all night. One thing I've heard about him, football character is fantastic. He's beloved at Alabama, and obviously his play speaks for itself. The one red flag on the player is his body. He weighs 166 pounds, and that's not very big. You know, for example, I think Henry Ruggs was like 188 pounds, and he's much faster. Devontae Smith, he plays fast, but like his combine, he'll probably run like a 4-4-4, which is fine, but I think a comp that he's going to have is going to be Deshaun Jackson, who I was texting a buddy that used to work in Philly who was there when Deshaun came in. He was like 168 pounds, but Deshaun was more explosive than Devontae. Now, I'm not saying this guy's not as good as Deshaun, if not better. I know Deshaun went in the second round, but that was because of character. He was a top 20-level player, like this guy. Special player. I just think you're going to have to be... I see some of these people like, the Jets should take him in too. He weighs 166 pounds. Now, it's never been easier the way the game's played to... You know, excel at wide receiver because it's easier on quarterbacks. But still, like you're just going to hear some negative things. I think, and he, I know he was limping tonight, and I saw on social media like, I can't believe Nick Saban is letting him play. Pump the brakes. As a scout told me, the moment he got injured, less than five minutes after he got injured, he told the trainer, I'm playing in the national championship game. These Alabama guys are wired to dominate. Nick Saban is a pro organization. His goal is to win and put guys into the pros. He did not need Waddle to play. This was 100% Waddle's decision. Waddle wanted to be out there. But when Waddle is fully healthy, and they wouldn't have put him out there if he could have re-injured himself, even though he's limping around, I'm not going to lie, it did look a little weird, is that Jalen Waddle, there is a chance he goes above Devontae Smith. So I think it speaks to the the greatness. They're going to have four wide receivers in a two-year span that probably go in the top 15. That is incredible. And I did see someone, like, I wonder if the 2019 LSU team or the 2020 Bama team, which team would win? Well, the Bama team last year was this team just with more talent. And when they played LSU, Tua who was better than Mac Jones, they got they got killed. I know the score ended up being closer, but remember LSU was killing them. LSU was a better version of this. Now, this version, I, I, I commend Alabama, as, as a scout told me earlier this year, for all the opt-outs and everything going around college football, Alabama did not have one opt-out. They didn't have one guy that had even crossed his mind. That place is a factory to win national championships and then get paid. Najee Harris was a guy to me when I watched him look like a third or fourth rounder. Came back to school. To me, he looks like he's going to go somewhere between 25 and 35. I'm not a huge first-round running back guy, but I think those first couple picks in the second round, 
He's got the New York Jets, that second pick in the second round. It'd be pick 34 written all over him. Najee Harris is a baller. So you got Waddle, you have Devontae Smith, who are going to go in the top 15. You have Najee Harris, who's going to go somewhere between 25 and 35. Listen, Mac Jones' stats look awesome. And he's had a really, really good season. He's, as of recording this, he's 36 of 44 for 464 yards and five touchdowns. But a little bit like Tua, now he's a different player than Tua, they play on all-star teams. Like, it's clear what the wide receivers and the, like, Najee Harris, that's going to translate. Devontae Smith, Waddle, when healthy, that's going to translate. Some of their offensive line, that's going to translate. The quarterback, like, when you're throwing to a dude wide open, that I always gives me pause. Does he have physical attributes? Like, he looks like he has a good arm. He's very accurate. He throws a good deep ball. But I, I'm not taking Mac Jones in the first round. To me, just being real, I think he's like a third-round pick. And probably a good backup. But to think that it's going to look like that in the pros would be insane. It's just, that's not the case. We saw Tua go from Alabama to Miami and look like shit. It's very, very difficult. Because there's a chance it's different for him because he's going to go in the third round. He could end up in like the Steelers or the Niners like on a decent team. But still, like it's, it's not going to be that easy. I don't want to say he was a loser, but he definitely didn't win the night, and that's Justin Fields. Now he's playing injured. He got Molly Wop last week. I was hoping going into the game, I saw a picture of Urban Meyer, who was at the national championship. It, the momentum is gaining. It looks like he's going to be the next coach of the Jags. Like, he's not worried. He'll just take whoever he thinks better. He's not worried what the media thinks, what the scouting community thinks. Like, he scouted both these guys in high school. He's watched their career. If he did believe Justin Fields is better, he would take that guy. I don't think he will. I think he will take Trevor Lawrence. But I thought going in a night, if Justin Fields could have a historic night, throw five or six touchdowns, and they win, who knows? That clearly did not happen. So I think that discussion for the number two quarterback between Justin Fields, between Zach Wilson, between Trey Lance, is going to be something we discuss at, you know, on for a long time over the next three and a half months. It's going to be a major talking point. It's going to be something that we throw into the ringer and it just keeps getting talked about, keeps getting talked about, and keeps getting talked about. And you're going to see some of these anonymous quotes coming out from different teams. I'm sure the people I know in the league all get different different opinions on who likes who. You know, you, you Justin Fields is a much bigger, stronger athlete than Zach Wilson. Like Devontae Smith, Zach Wilson weighs 200 pounds. There is not one starting quarterback in the NFL that doesn't minimum weigh 210. Kyler, the small size, he's like 210. Most of the guys are weighing like 225, 230. It's a grown man's league. And you saw what happened to Kyler. He got slammed into the turf about midseason, and he was never the same. It's why, you know, people tend to lean bigger guys, right? Uh, other than that, I, I don't really know what else to say. I, As I told you, I thought Alabama has become the rehab, the Betty Ford for coaches. It changed Lane's life. It just sent Sark to the University of Texas. And of all re- reports that came out earlier today, Billy O'Brien is going to go to Alabama. Welcome to coaching rehab, Billy O. And I would imagine in a couple years... We'll all forget about the disaster that was the Texans. And you know what we'll remember? Oh, remember when that guy went to the playoffs four different times? 
won his division several different times. Remember that guy that took over for Joe Paderno after the Jerry Sandusky scandal and like went eight and four with McGloin as quarterback? Remember when Billy O'Brien was highly thought of? That's what happens when you go to Saban Rehab. He takes you in, you kick the shit out of whoever you're playing because you have better players, and you have Nick by your side, and then a couple years later, everyone wants you. That happened to Lane, it happened to Sark, it's going to happen to Billy O'Brien. And there is nothing like Alabama Rehab. I mean, it's, it's the Betty Ford for coaches. And Billy, Billy O'Brien, it's going to change his life back to the better because right now, he does have some toxicity around him. He, there's like a negative connotation when you say Billy O'Brien, just like you did when he when uh, Nick hired Lane, just like Sark when he originally went to Alabama. You, Nick basically takes you into the shower, scrubs you off, puts a ring on your finger, and you get a bunch of NFL guys who you know vouch for you, and boom, you're gone. It, it, it's really that easy. So I, my main takeaways. The number one thing you're going to hear with Devontae Smith is going to be his weight. He weighs 166 to 170 pounds. Small. Waddle. There is a very good chance, if all of his medicals check out, he's going to go above Devontae Smith in the draft. He's just bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, you got to be careful sometimes with production. I'm taking nothing away from Devontae Smith. That guy, that was one of the most dominant first halves in sports I've ever seen. Any sport. Any level. That, that was insane. That, that was nuts. Uh, and Justin Fields, you know, I, I think he's going to be a highly debated player. I, I, I really do. I like him. Uh, I think he's pretty raw. But I've seen guys like Herbert and Josh Allen. Like, there, there's a reason the NFL is the big leagues, man. I mean, there really is. The coaching's elite. You don't even have to pretend to go to, you know, Chem 101 or Business 202. None of that shit matters. It's about learning and improving as a football player. Now, you could argue at Ohio State and Alabama, they might not either. But I'll promise you, when, when you get around the Jags or the Jets or the Vikings or the Cow, it's just football, 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 and more football. So you take a guy like Justin Fields, who loves football, who has the physical you know, attributes, he just needs to put it together. He needs to get coached at a higher level. Listen, is Ryan Day a good coach? Yes. Is he, is he going to keep Ohio State rolling? Of course. Do I think that he's teaching him? Is he getting the best ability, like Justin Fields, is he around the, the top flight guy to make him the best NFL quarterback right now? No, he's not. Would he have been better off if he was playing at Alabama? Yes, he would have. Will he be better off the moment? I mean, I guess it depends who drafts him, right? Coaching matters. But more than likely, whether it's the offensive coordinator or quarterback coach or the head coach, he'll be around the best coach offensively, he's ever been around, right? If whoever Joe Douglas hires, who knows? The Redskins, I guess they're the Washington football team. Wherever he ends up, he is going to be better off. I think he's going to be a better pro than he was a college player, and he was clearly a very, very good college player. But to me, I've just I've learned my lesson the last couple of years. I'm leaning the guy with the physical tools that has the high character and wants to work. I really am. And I see Justin Fields... It's different, but I see the Herbert, the Allen. I, I put them in that mold, the, the talent. I want to mold the talent. And I, you watch. I, I, I bet he has a good pro career. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor? Full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. 
and uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, let's get to the the big news that happened on Monday. And when you record a show on Mondays, you know, for Tuesday, the games, especially, you know, when it comes to NFL playoffs, are games on Saturday. It's kind of old news. You know, I'm not reacting as much to the games as I am new information that came out Monday. Obviously, we talk about the games, but I try to look forward. And luckily, there's a lot of breaking news that, uh, I mean, a huge story that happened on Monday and Doug Peterson being out. And the Philadelphia Eagles now have, are going to embark, I would imagine, on a coaching search. Uh, I think there's a decent chance that they have an idea. I don't have any inside information on this, but you probably don't fire Doug a week after the season without having a short list of guys that you think will either be your coach or that you uh, that you want to talk to and hire. Because I, I, I think this boils down pretty clearly what happened. And again, no inside information. I don't, when it comes to shady stuff, I don't really text and ask about it because I'm going to have to talk about it. And if I don't like, like, I, I'm not a newsbreaker. Now, a lot of my opinions are based on things that I know are going on. But when I go right to a source when something weird is going on, like some drama, like in Philly, if I ask, hey, what happened? Not even, there's no guarantee that I'd get the information. But if I do, then I can't talk about it. So if I don't know anything, I can just give my kind of unfiltered opinion of, of what I think happened. And I don't think this one's that complicated. When you have a business and you invest the majority of your resources into one thing, that thing becomes the most important thing in your business. And whoever's running your business better be able to take advantage of where all your money or resources have been invested. And when it comes to the NFL, and specifically the Philadelphia Eagles, the, I mean, by far the most they've ever spent on one individual in terms of draft capital, in terms of the way they built their team, and then in terms of actual financial capital, which they paid him, is Carson Wentz. So they trade all these picks to get him. They then build around him, and then they pay him. He's also been injured several times, so they've rehabbed him as well. They have put all their chips in the middle of the table from day one. Now you can say, John, well, they just drafted a guy in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't have done it, but clearly there was, uh, they thought there was value there. But regard, that doesn't change the fact that Carson still makes an astronomical amount of money. And to acquire Carson Wentz, they had to trade a bunch of picks. So, like, they, they've gone all in. And you can say, well, Middlecoff, what about sunk costs? Well, he's still on the team. And he still plays a position that's really important. And 
Like, if Carson Wentz, if you can fix him, which will be the number one job of the next head coach, is the most important asset you'll ever have. Because Jalen Hurts does not have the talent that Carson Wentz has. That's not even arguable. Physically, they're in a different category. That doesn't mean right now Jalen Hurts isn't the better player, but you got to find a way to figure out Carson. And when the stories came out the last couple weeks about Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson, that was not ideal. Because when you pay Carson Wentz that much money, you aren't just going to trade him. It doesn't make any sense. So you could be like, well, who really leaked the Carson Wentz story? If it wasn't Carson Wentz or his people, and Carson liked Doug, it would have behooved him to say something. He passed on all of the media opportunities with the Eagles. He would not talk to the press. And two, you know the great part about 2020? As a player, I don't need the media. They are irrelevant. They can make their own stories, but guess what I can do? I can control my own narrative. I can control my own stories. I could have easily tweeted out, it's BS, me and Doug have a very good working relationship. These stories are not true. I do not want to be traded. Or whatever. He could have easily did that. He chose not to. So I think it's fair to assume that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson do not are not in good standing. So if you're Jeffrey Lurie and you go, I know the Twitter and social media thinks he's going to get traded. It makes no sense to trade Carson Wentz to take the the massive cap hit unless you could get like three first-rounders. Well, based on what we just saw Carson Wentz, in what world is he worth that? He might still be definitely still worth a one, but it doesn't make sense for the Eagles to just trade him for a first-round pick. So you have to ask yourself, well, if Carson Wentz is going to be on the team, and it does feel like they chose Doug Peterson, or they chose Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson, which, in my opinion, is the right move, because the health of the franchise rests much more solely in getting Carson Wentz figured out than it does, like, Doug, I can find another coach. I like Doug, and he just hasn't been good the last couple of years. Does that mean he deserves to be fired? I saw Jeffrey Lurie talked about it. It's not about deserved or not. It's just simply about, this is a black and white situation. We have a quarterback who's basically all fucked up, who can't get the job done, who's playing like crap, and we're paying, we haven't even really started paying him a lot of money. So we better get this figured out. And Doug Peterson and their relationship is not only fractured, but Carson doesn't want to work with him anymore. Doug, sorry, you got to go. He's not the first player to kind of lead the charge on something like this, and he definitely won't be the last. Like, this, this is the way pro sports work. You can't, in situations like this, fire the player. So Doug goes. Now you have to look at it and go, is the Eagles gig a good job? And I think you could argue, yes, it is, because you're inheriting a quarterback who's at an all-time low. So anytime you take a job, I'd say in any industry, what, what are the expectations? And right now the Eagles' expectations are low, just based on that Carson Wentz is in shambles. So if you can get Carson Wentz back on the right track, you'll immediately be viewed as a genius, as a really good coach. That's just the way it works, fair or not. If whoever comes in and makes Carson Wentz the starter, which he is the starter, I know he didn't start at the end of the season, and he plays well, that guy immediately gets credit and that guy gets known as like an offensive guru. That's just the way this whole thing works. So that, to me, you're coming in where expectations are low and a guy's at rock bottom. And as a wise man once told me, when you find yourself in a, sh- in a hole... Do you know how to get out? You drop the shovel. So basically, the Eagles, in their minds, just drop the shovel. They think they're at rock bottom. Now you're getting a guy to come fix Carson. Well, here's the problem. 
They have another guy, Jalen Hurts, who I've been told, I mean, him and Carson don't have a good relationship. That's just, that doesn't work. I think every quarterback on television has talked about it. It does not work. So you have to go, well, if you want me to, you know, bring up Carson Wentz, I don't know if it's healthy to have Jalen Hurts around. And the Eagles are probably not just going to trade Jalen Hurts. So can you function in a quarterback room with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz? Now, the old school just asshole in me would say, Carson, suck it up. Don't worry about it. You're, you know, you should easily beat him out. If you're a max quarterback, a guy that was a second rounder that probably most teams had in the fourth or fifth round and many scouts thought was a running back, you should be able to beat him out. But that's easier said than done. He's still there. And there are probably a lot of younger players on that team that gravitated toward Jalen and separated from Carson. And then there's some of the guys on the team that have had success around Carson Wentz who are not going to be there anymore. Zach Ertz will not be an Eagle any longer. Kelsey probably won't be an Eagle any longer. There's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster. It's why I always laugh when I hear, like, is he lose the locker room? The, the average turnover on an NFL roster is like 30 to 40%. So, yeah, I mean, maybe a couple players are mad. Look at society. We get over things pretty fast now. We're just on to the next thing. I don't think putting in Nate Sudfeld in a game against, who are they even playing? The Washington football team is was going to make or break Doug Peterson. But the relationship with Carson Wentz did. So now the next coach, to me, the job, if you view Carson Wentz as salvageable, it's a very good job because he does have a lot of talent. If you don't, or... They tell you, well, we're not going to get rid of Jalen either. It can be a difficult job because you got two. You got one guy that just needs to find himself. You have another guy that Jalen looks at Carson Wentz and just thinks he's better. And how should he not? In his time being around Carson Wentz, he's a better player. He's not a more talented player, but he was better on the field. Yet the investment and everything that the Eagles have done would say they're going to go back to Carson Wentz. So it's, it's a complicated job. But it's a city that gives a shit about football at a really, really high level. It really matters. It's a big boy job. And that also can be a deterrent. Like, some people might not want that. Some people do. Uh, It's just that division is just a spotlighted division. Even when they're terrible, the NFC East moves the needle, unlike most divisions in the number one sport in America, mainly because of market sizes, right? New York, Washington, Dallas, Philly. I don't know where they go. I would be shocked if they don't go offense. But, like I said, Doug Peterson is out because of Carson Wentz. There's no way around it. Okay, let's let's dive into Sean McVay. And I was... Anyone that does deep dives on YouTube, the way algorithms work, once you start watching one thing, they start funneling you different things that are kind of related to that. And sometimes I'll go on like a deep dive of interviews of like Joe Rogan or Howard Stern, just interesting people. And I ended up on this Sylvester Stallone interview, I think with Howard Stern. And he told this story how in 1975 or whatever, uh, before the first Rocky movie came out, he had written the movie Rocky. And one of the studios had offered him, I think, like almost $400,000. And this is in the mid-70s. I I did the inflation calendar or calculator, and that would be the equivalent of like $1.6 million right now. And Sly was like, I didn't have any money, but I turned it down. And Howard was like, why'd you turn it down? He's like, they would not let me act in the film. They wouldn't let me be Rocky. And part of this film was me being Rocky. 
And finally, they they like capitulated and said, like, yeah, listen, we will give you the funding for the movie. You have 30 days to shoot it, and you can be Rocky. So he turned it down because of this. And to me, what separates people in this in this life is just some people just have a deep belief in themselves. Because he was even like, listen, there was no reason. People, my agent, all these people around me are like, Sylvester, are you insane? They're offering you $375,000 for your movie or three fifty dollars or whatever it was. And you're saying no just because you can't be in it? You're an immediate rich guy. But he had this deep belief in himself. Like, it wasn't about the money. It was about my vision. It was about what I knew I could do. It was about what I knew I wanted to do. And that takes balls, man. Because most people, most humans, take the easy way out. Because I, I think a lot of people just in life don't have like that much conviction. They, they, they really don't. They just kind of float. Uh, and, and Sylvester Stallone had a deep conviction. It changed his life, right? You never look back. And I got to give this other guy a lot of credit. And I'm not necessarily comparing McVeigh to Sylvester Stallone, but I see some of that mindset in Sean McVeigh. This offseason, he told Wade Phillips to kick rocks. Said, no mas, my man. Adios. He had a deep belief in what he wanted. And this is a guy that's 34 years old in the NFL. Went out and hired Brandon Staley, who I've been kind of hard on. Just because I thought the media was blowing him like a little over the top. And listen, his defense has been fantastic. It is dramatically better this year than it was last year. Their defense is dominant. And I got to give McVay credit for like, no, yeah, we can be better. Because it would have been an easy route. Just keep Wade Phillips around. No, I want something better. He took a guy that's been in the league for like four years. Got rid of Wade Phillips for. Then going into that game, he started the dude from the AAF. And I think most of us thought, well, Goff's finger's all messed up, right? He's got a broken thumb. Then right, like kickoff's going on. I'm having some beers on Saturday. And you look up and you go, well, Jared Goff's the backup. Whenever I see a quarterback that isn't healthy enough to play in pads and the backup quarterback, my shit detector goes off. And I immediately red flag the situation. I go, whoa, he's healthy enough to play because if you're a quarterback and you're dressed, you're one snap away from playing every all the snaps that game. That could happen the first play of the game. And he essentially did. A couple series in, the kid gets knocked out. Jared Goff came in. Aikman and Buck alluded to it on the broadcast. McVay was over Goff. He thought the guy from the AAF gave him a better chance to win. And he's probably right. And then Jared Goff, after the game, told Mike Silver, like, it was really hard to deal with. Basically, I got benched. <laughs> like, I was healthy enough to play, because as we saw, he was. And McVay went with the other guy. McVay's belief, deep down, in what he knows is right, or what his gut tells him, and then the balls and the stones, the cojones to go with it, is really impressive. Because... That game, to me, of all, I guess the the Browns kicked the crap out of the Steelers. But, like, Roethlisberger couldn't have been any worse. I mean, Roethlisberger was just throwing the ball to the other team. Threw four interceptions. And two of them, in like the blink of an eye, just airmailing guys. So it's like, yeah, the Browns beat them, but the Steelers were like, played a part in that. I'm not trying to diminish the Browns' win. It was an impressive win. But when you play Roethlisberger, who's going to be that terrible, like any team in the league's going to beat him. And the Browns are a good team. Seattle went in, or excuse me, L.A. went to Seattle with McVay, with this coordinator, who's his first year, is already getting head coaching interviews. 
with a dude from the AAF with the mindset, we're going to kick the crap out of you. And when the dust settled and that game ended, my takeaway was Sean McVay just took Pete Carroll out behind, you know, the dugout in the playground and took him to the woodshed. Kicked his butt. Absolutely worked him. And this guy, for a younger coach in this league, has such a deep belief in what he's doing and what he wants out of his football team and, like, the vision. It's really impressive. I, 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 I couldn't have been, of all the games this week, and I went away from thinking, listen, I'm a Sean McVay. I'm a fan. He's really grown on me. Uh, everyone I know that knows him swears by him and loves him. That was impressive. I know they didn't have fans, but, like, everything about, like, Sean McVay gets credit for the defense. Part of being a good head coach, do you know Do you know what that uh, encapsulates? Hiring your staff. It's like I say all the time about being a GM. It's more than just the draft. It's free agency. It's hiring a head coach. It's dealing with your scouting department. It's running the back end of your roster. It's doing, you know, being side-by-side uh, side and on the same page as your head coach. Being a head coach of the team is more than just calling plays. It's about preparing your team. It's about preparing your assistant coaches. It's about whatever side of the ball you are typically on, making sure the best possible coach is the coordinator on the other side of the ball. It's about making tough decisions by, I know it's easy for us to say, you know, just bench Goff. He's the highest paid player, like one of them in the league history. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. And it's not like his backup is some former top pick. The backup was in the AAF six months ago. So I, I, I got to give McVay a lot of credit. It takes balls to do things when everyone's saying, you know, I'd, I'd probably just keep Wade Phillips. You know, it would have been easy to start Jared Goff if he was, you know, physically able to play. This, you know, the, the, the easy route would have been for Sly to sell Rocky for three hundred sixty-five grand in 1976. Immediately, he's a super rich guy. No, that's that's not what the... Uh, wasn't the plans for either one of those guys. So, mad props to McVay for going up to, to Seattle and just... You know, Pete Carroll, listen, he's been to multiple Super Bowls. He has a, he has a ring. He's won national championships. Like, his resume over the top last 20 years, beside, like, Belichick, Urban Meyer, Saban, you know, maybe an Andy, a Sean Payton, there aren't many guys in the sport of football that can compare. And McVay's not even 35 years old. Absolutely worked him. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. 
Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. One football lesson we have learned over the last, I'd say, 18 months, maybe even a little less than that, maybe like uh, 14 months, is don't ever bet against Tom Brady. And I think the conventional wisdom 
after his time in New England last year and they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs was, you know, if Tom Brady was a stock, I would short him. And I know my hand would have to be raised. I would have shorted Tom Brady last year. But You know, he's 42, 43 years old. Eventually, he's going to fall off a cliff. Paying Tom Brady $50 million as the Bucks did. You know, I know they had a bunch of offensive firepower. Probably not going to work out, especially that seamlessly. I didn't see it. I know in my own backyard, Tom Brady reached out to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Said, guys, I want in. Said, I want to be a 49er. The team I grew up watching. Can I be your quarterback? And I think they thought about it for a couple days. They had internal meetings. Just like, you know, listen. You have internal meetings and scouting about trading for practice squad guys. You know, about back-end roster guys. Let alone high-end guys. So it's not... I bet a lot of teams in the NFL had meetings about Tom Brady. The difference was Tom Brady told them, I want to come. And they decided, you know what? We're going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. A year later, you know what? They made the wrong decision. And I, th- I thought they were right. I said, I would have kept Jimmy Garoppolo too. Jimmy Garoppolo misses more than 10 games. The Niners go 6-10 and 10 because they got to play Mullins and C.J. Beathard. And they should have had Tom, they should have just, if they could do that over again, they would have said, yes, Tom, you can come and we'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value is down. And I would imagine a lot of teams that could have, you know, sniffed around on Tom Brady. You know, it was easy for the Bucs, right? Jameis was throwing, felt like 80, t- 80 interceptions. Every game, it felt like he was throwing a pick six or an interception, driving Arians nuts. They went seven and nine. So it wasn't that difficult of a decision for them. But I think a lot of people thought, you know, We'll see. Kind of old. I know me. I was like, you know, I think they're going to get better with time, but I don't know, man. I I, I just bet against older people in in pro sports. I I don't bet against old people in life because typically having more wisdom can help you out. And Tom Brady clearly has a lot of wisdom. And then they showed the picture in that Washington game of him next to George Blanda from like the 19, I think it was like 1970, who was at the time the oldest quarterback to ever start a playoff game. He was like 42 or 43 years old, too. And he looked like he was 60 years, 65. And I was watching the Challenger doc within the last couple weeks. Uh, I I highly recommend it. And for me, I think the Challenger went off in 86. I was born in 84. Like, I don't remember that moment. And I know I tweeted it out like, God, that had to be one of the crazier moments in the history of TV. And a lot of people are tweeting at me like, yeah, I watched it in my fifth grade class. I watched it in my fourth grade class. I'll never forget it. And it was just, it, it was a powerful documentary. And there are also things like, it, it was kind of, it was forced, it's just a really good watch. But one thing that really stood out to me was how old, and, and the crew of like some of the teachers and people that were going to go on the Challenger, a couple of them were like 35 to 38. And I was like, God, that guy looks like he's 50. And listen, my parents, my, my dad's no longer here, but they were both born in the 40s. And, like, when they were growing up, what you'd eat for breakfast, or excuse me, lunch, like, burger and a shake. Like, you'd get a burger and a shake. Now, like, we fast through breakfast and eat salads at lunch. Like, health is just a big part of society. Think about, if you are my age or older, when I was growing up, every single car you went into had a cigarette lighter and a cigarette ashtray. Cigarettes were just a huge part of, like, when I see that picture of George Blanda, and just people in the NFL and people at all sports, they were just smoking. Smoking cigarettes nonstop. 
if you've seen the previews for the new Al Davis 30 for 30, they're talking about like uh, Pete Rozelle and Al were enemies, and then they go to Pete Rozelle about to start a press conference, he lights up a cigarette. Like, cigarettes just not good for you. Like, the, the evidence is in. Like, not good. And I think it aged you. And Brady, the aging techniques, and listen, he's got some work done. I, some people were tweeting at me like, you know, I'm watching the game with my wife because they showed a picture of his head. And as a bald guy, like, it, you could tell. Like, he's had hair transplants. Like, I, newsflash. People that are rich get work done. Like, what's the point of being rich and not looking good in your 40s and 50s? Like, the game's changed. So I, I don't hold it against anyone getting work done. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll get some work done. I'm not opposed to it. If you could give me flowing locks on my hair, on my head, maybe I would. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, trying to crush people to get, you know, a facelift or whatever. But I'm sure he has. You know? It's just part of the deal. But here's the one thing that never slipped with Brady. His game never changed. Like Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is shot. Now, he can still function, but he can't move anymore. A huge part of Roethlisberger's game was moving around. He can't do that anymore. He's just a stiff, in-the-pocket guy whose arm isn't as strong. Of course it's not as strong. He had Tommy John last year. And unlike some pitchers that come back throwing harder, he's 39 years old. Breeze, also shot. His arm was never great. Like, at his peak, I always compare it to a baseball pitcher. If he was throwing, like, 90 miles an hour in, like, the mid, you know, 2010, that was, like, his peak in in the in his heyday. He's throwing, like, 85 now. So his margin for error is nothing. Both those guys, Roethlisberger and Breeze, probably should be, like, they're old. Just like Tom. But the major difference when I look at Tom compared to those two guys, Tom's arm, like, in Tom's heyday, he was probably throwing like 96, 97. Well, if Tom at 43 was a baseball pitcher, he's probably still throwing 93. You can get guys out with 93, especially when you factor in the weapons he has. Godwin, Evans, and Antonio Brown. And Gronk and Bray, like, they got dudes. And a coach that likes to throw it. So the more and more they've thrown, he's been good. And then you look at his stats this year, he, he threw 40-plus touchdowns. He just threw for 380 yards against a really good defense on the road in the playoffs. Like Tom's physical skills, because he, he could never run. Remember at the Combine? It felt like he ran like a 7040. He had that picture when he was all dumpy and droopy and he was really slow. His game's always been just about his arm. And his arm, unlike those two guys, is still not far away from when he was like one of the best players we've ever seen. And he's still damn good. But like that to me is a separating factor. Same with Phillip Rivers, who actually had a really good game. Phillip Rivers was not the reason that the Colts lost. I do think Phillip Rivers, though, was kind of the reason they were in that spot because he played shitty in the opening weekend. You know, week one, a long time ago, but losing that game to the Jags, who, I don't know, went on to lose 15 straight games, was the difference between them going on the road to Buffalo, team arguably the hottest in the NFL, and getting a home playoff game, like the Titans. But the difference for the Colts at home, you get to play in a dome. It's a big advantage for a quarterback not throwing the ball outside. And I think when you look at all three of those guys relative to Tom, because they're all they're a little younger than Tom, but they're all they're in that generation, right? Rivers, Roethlisberger, Breeze, and Tom. Tom's the best one by far out of that crew. And when you look at Breeze, Roethlisberger, and and Rivers, what do all three of them have in common? They all have teams that are pretty stacked. The Saints, I mean, that team 
subtract the quarterback, top to bottom, is excellent. Good wide receivers, star running back, good offensive line, really good defense. What do the Colts have? Really good defense, good offensive line. They can run the ball. They got offensive weapons. What do the Steelers have? Bunch of wide receivers, excellent defense. So, like, Tampa, to me, had the most question marks of those three, four organizations. But if you place Brady on any one of those four teams, obviously look at the Bucs. I mean, they're dramatically better. They make the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. They're now going to the Saints, which I'm going to pick the Bucs this week. Uh, I can't see them losing for a third time. But if I put them, if I put him on the Colts, if I put him on the Steelers, or I put him on the Colts, they would just be better. Now, obviously, historically, you know, Brady is a better player over a long, you know, course of his career. But I think a lot of people, including myself, thought in 2021, or 2020 season slash 21, you know, I, I didn't think Brady was going to be this good. And he's been damn good. And that's the issue for all these other teams. And just, you bet on these older quarterbacks, especially guys with weaker arms, it's difficult in January. It, it really is. And that's where I think if you're Pittsburgh, you go, it's over. It's over. He had an incredible career. He's a Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer, Roethlisberger. But the moment he loses his mobility and his arm's not the same, like his value drops precipitously. Breeze, his style hasn't really changed. He's just not near as good. Even a diehard Saints fan, you guys have to agree that it's just, it's not quite the same. And your team is loaded. Absolutely loaded. I've had multiple advanced scouts that said of all the teams in the NFC, this was going into the playoffs, if all the quarterbacks were equal, the Saints would be the best team. Clearly, that's not the way it works, and that's why the Packers right now are the top seed. But the Packers, minus the quarterback position relative to the Saints, the Saints are better. Clearly, the quarterback matters a lot in the NFL. That's why one team's the number one seed. And the Saints that, listen, I I thought playing against the Bears, who were not good, that game was really close for a long period of time. I don't think the Saints are that great. That's why, you know, I think we'd all sign up right now for Rodgers to play Brady in the NFC Championship game. And if you're the Packers, you feel good about playing anybody, but the last guy I think you want to see is... I don't know, the greatest cold-weather quarterback in the history of the league. So it's like the Packers' greatest advantage is two things. It's Rodgers. And two, it's like we got home field advantage, Lambeau, it's really cold. Well, Tom Brady lives to play cold-weather games. Just close your eyes and picture Tom Brady. What do you think about? January games at Foxborough. When it's 15 degrees, it's foggy, it's wet, and he's screaming, let's fucking go at the sideline after they score touchdowns. That's what I think of. So I I just keep my fingers crossed. We get Brady, we get Rodgers, we get Lambeau, and uh, it's got a chance to be, really, it's pretty cool. You get Brady playing Breeze and then potentially Brady playing Rodgers. I think, you know, the the Rams have some injuries. I think the Packers are going to be able to get, we'll dive into the games more come Friday, but it's got a chance to be like, this is pretty special. You know, if you're listening to this, you love you love the NFL. I get to talk about this. Like, part of it is that there's some, you know, nostalgia. Just this is kind of football history happening in real time. Brady, Breeze, Rogers, like potentially then playing like a Mahomes. It's kind of this is cool. 
Okay, I want to give an observation from this weekend, something that really stuck out to me. And listen, there's nothing you can do. If all these teams could, they would have fans. That would that includes all the West Coast teams and any the Bears, the Patriots, any of these teams that are not allowed to. It's out of their control. It was a state by state basis, and I, I speak the team down the road. The Niners got kicked out of the state. The Rams, the Chargers, no fans. Seattle, no fans. For the first time, I, the NFL played this season because you have to play to keep the business going. You could not take a year off. Too many people, the businesses are too connected with television. They had no choice. And they played. And they powered through it as best they could have. And I think they've kind of set the bars. The NBA's falling apart right now. They, they can't even function. The NFL had some issues, but for the most part, pretty seamless. And I've always said from the jump, it's going to be the easiest league to do for twofold. One, in the NFL, you earn your money by playing. It's not like the NBA where Kyrie's like, yeah, I'm just going to go away for a couple weeks. He keeps getting paid. That does not work in the NFL. You don't show up, you won't get paid. And two, the nature of the sport, coaches tell you what to do, and you listen. That's not the way it works. And like, You think a guy making $40 million in baseball listens to the manager? He does whatever he wants. We know the NBA players don't give a shit what their coaches think. In football, like you listen to your coach. Whether he's right or wrong. It's just it's the nature of the hierarchy of the way the thing works. And I noticed it in the Seattle Rams game. And I'm not blaming Seattle at all. Because if they could, they would have had fans. They are not allowed to. That game didn't really feel playoffy. Now, it might be I'm used to watching those teams play. They play twice a year. I consume a lot of NFC West football. But I noticed a big difference in the games this weekend for the franchises that were allowed fans and the ones that weren't allowed to have fans. There is something to be said, and I've said about the other sports too. I am not going to hold anything against any team that wins a Corona championship. The Lakers did it and the Dodgers did it. It's like Dustin Johnson won a Masters with no fans. Like you are playing your competition in the same scenario that we're all battling the same thing, everyone you're competing against. You're, it's an even playing field that day. The Rams, no, like everyone is on the same page. But there is something to be said about a place like Seattle, which is really loud, that Jared Goff doesn't have to worry about the noise. Just like you saw in the NBA bubble, like no fans, no noise. There's something to be said about going into a hostile environment, and that doesn't exist. So you really feel it in these playoff games that, honestly, it felt a little regular season to me. Now, it doesn't mean guys weren't trying. It doesn't mean that, like I said, I give Sean McVay a lot of credit for going to win that game. Obviously, Pete and Russ were trying desperately to win that game. It just didn't feel like it should have felt. And there's nothing you can do about it. it. These are the cards we've been dealt. But I do think a huge part of playoff football is the atmosphere. It's why you get so much credit when it's like, you know, Eli Manning went into Lambeau and beat them. Eli Manning went into Candlestick and beat Jim Harbaugh, right? Aaron Rodgers went into Seattle years ago and beat, or I guess they lost to Seattle. (laughs) But you you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, last year Kirk Cousins went into New Orleans and won a road playoff game. We're like, damn! Kirk Cousins got it done on the road. 
That, that's really, really difficult. Even the Buffalo scenario. Can you imagine? They, I think, you know, Crazy Cuomo allowed 6,700 people in. And if that place, whatever that place fills, 45,000, 50,000, whatever, you, you wouldn't have been able to hear. Last well, Sunday night in the Pittsburgh game, when they were down like 12 in the third quarter and they were kind of making their mini little comeback and they got the ball back down two scores, think how loud that place would have been. But it doesn't exist. It's just fake crowd noise. So I I love football. And I, I talk about it for a living. It puts food on my table. But I, I think we need to acknowledge, at least for me as a consumer, it, it felt a little different. It really did. And I, the NFL is trying to do different things. They put a broadcast on Nickelodeon. They're definitely trying to attack the youth. Smart business. Uh, they would love to put fans in all these stands. It's just, it's not possible. So if you're a road team this year, you know, if you are the Ravens going into the Bills, I know they got 6,700 fans, but that's still not 55. If you're the Browns going to the Chiefs and they're, they're allowed fans, so that's probably a bad example. But the Packers want to have fans. If you're the Rams, like this is a unique opportunity to take advantage of. You can hear your own cadence when you're at the line. That's not normal. It's not normal at all. Do you know how loud it would be for Tampa going into the uh, to the Superdome this week? It would be deafening. Rodgers earlier this year at the Superdome got them to jump off sides on a hard count. Because there was no one there. I mean, it was just, it, it, this isn't normal. So if I'm a coach, I'm desperately trying to take advantage of the situation because winning road playoffs games is not easy. One thing that happens, I, I guess, just with your friends, with your family, with just people in your life, is that you like or care about or have close relationships with, a lot of time I realize is spent arguing. Now, in a healthy way, Right, we're all probably on several uh, text chains. You know, if if you like sports, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you do. You probably got into it because of a father, a grandpa, an older brother, uh, and you've spent a lot of time over the years arguing about players. We we do it with movies, we do it with restaurants, and it can go on forever. Most arguments that we get into in life don't have like a black and white ending. Right, everything is subjective. You see it nonstop, like with politics, and you can argue till you're blue in the face. But your opinion's your opinion; it usually doesn't change. And it's no different in sports. But the best part about the actual games is we get an actual outcome. And one of my favorite sports arguments always is the draft. Right? Who was the best draft pick? And in the 2018 draft which is really polarizing, you could have an answer of multiple different guys, right? Lamar Jackson had the clear lead after last season. Josh Allen has thrown his hat in the ring. And Baker Mayfield, who felt dead, has now resurrected his career this year, and he has as many playoff wins as both those guys. All of them won their first playoff game. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. Now, we're going to be able to argue till we're blue in the face in the short term if whoever wins the Josh Allen-Lamar game, and if Baker were to upset the Chiefs, obviously things would change. But really, for these arguments, 
to have a concrete finality to them, we won't be able to do for a decade, potentially, if these guys stay healthy and play in the league for a long time. But this weekend is massive. I've been saying for a while, based on this season, I think Josh Allen, if you polled the 32 NFL GMs, the overwhelming majority would take Josh Allen, if you could pick either of the three guys. And hell, Sam Darnold, who I think we all think might not be that good, who knows? What if in like five years, if they get a good coach, the Jets are going to the playoffs and he's really good? So the only guy we know that isn't any good, at least viewed from the league, is Josh Rosen. And then Kyle Shanahan just signed him, so who knows? You know, If anyone can just save, maybe put a career back on, uh, get the train back on the tracks, it would be Kyle with Josh Rosen. But I, I'm not holding out hope. So listen, we, we can argue who makes the best sandwich, who makes the best pizza, we can argue what movie is the best in whatever genre, and we can do the same thing with these quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson individually has accomplished more than any of these guys, right? He won an MVP last year. But we judge, and I personally judge you, on how you play in the biggest games. And he's been a little hit or miss. I give him credit. Played winning football in that Titans game. Had a bad pick, but ran for 140 yards, threw for another 170, was good. Josh Allen, I thought was exceptional against the Colts. And Baker Mayfield, a little harder to judge. He is playing really well. They had a 28-point lead, and he did everything they possibly asked him to do. He was good. But, like, he didn't have to impact the game as much because Roethlisberger was just throwing it away. And I'm not going to, like, if Baker has a great game. The thing with quarterbacks, like, you can have a good game if your defense awful, especially when you're playing Patrick Mahomes, and you can lose. I do think whoever plays better between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, to me, that's the best game this upcoming weekend, is the Ravens at the Bills. I I wish it was a full house. That place would be rocking and rolling. And Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson right now are on a different level than Baker. And I'm not trying to, listen, talk shit about Baker. Like, he's had a much better season than I envisioned him having. And he's, I I thought it was a question whether they pick up his fifth-year option. Now that that question's been, he's going to get his fifth-year option picked up. Uh, now, is he a franchise quarterback? I still think w- there's a lot of information we need to learn. Is Josh Allen a franchise quarterback? Yes. Is Lamar Jackson a franchise quarterback? Yes. But to me, before I give him like $140 million, I'd like to see him not be so dependent on running the ball. And when I say that, obviously, one of his best attrib- attributes is running the football, right? He is faster than everyone every time he steps on the field. But to win big in the playoffs, which the Ravens want to do, which the Bills want to do, you have to win on second and third and long. Well, what happens on second and third and long? Now, occasionally, Lamar can just take off and run. Most of the time, you got to sit back there and throw a strike. I know Josh Allen can do it. Lamar, in theory, can do it. He just hasn't done it. Right? Lamar has a strong enough arm. It's just accuracy has been a major question mark. So the, the great part about sports is once the games actually happen, especially when Josh Allen is playing Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens team is excellent. The Bills team is excellent. So, like, whoever wins that game is going to get a lot of credit. Right or wrong. That's just the way this stuff works. And Baker, he's a major underdog to the Chiefs. No one expects him to win. I think he's just done a good job of just getting his reputation back and being viewed as a legitimate NFL starter now. And that probably wasn't the case, like, eight weeks ago. I think that's the case right now. The other two guys, you know, are dealing with stardom. Like, they are 
Josh Allen's already been reported is going to get a max contract extension. Lamar Jackson, I think it's a little more complicated. My take is I wouldn't pay him yet. Now, if he rattles off a win this weekend and then beats the Chiefs and they're in the Super Bowl, maybe I would rethink it. Now, I'm not saying the Ravens are looking to get rid of him. They, obviously, you can't upgrade. But before I give a guy $130 million, now you'd say, what the hell were the uh, the Rams doing and the, the Eagles? Do Both those teams probably regret the money they gave their quarterbacks. But I'd like to feel good about the guy throwing the football. Uh, I, I just can't wait for this game. And I can't wait to just get some early, the, the race is early, get some clarity uh, on where we stand in this 2018 quarterback class argument. Okay, here, here's what I'm going to do. I had a little late change of heart after recording this a little late. I'm going to do a mailbag, basically all the questions on my Instagram, at John Middlecoff, and I'm going to put it up on YouTube. So we'll do this, you know, on Friday, I'll answer some questions here. But this week, some questions, instead of answering them right now, I'm going to put them up on my YouTube channel. John Middlecoff, just go look it up. And uh, I put, like, daily stuff up there. But I'm going to put just a Q&A of just banging through these Instagram questions. I'll, I'll do, like, 15 or 20. And, and we'll just go through them. So we'll just we'll end the show right now. Just because uh, I'm kind of tired. I want to go to sleep. It's kind of late. And, uh, yeah, so YouTube, John Middlecoff, just search it. have its own page. And I will have a Q&A up there. Sometime on Tuesday. So it'll be up there. And there'll be other content up there as well. So, yeah. Have a great week. And I will uh, I'll see y'all. Well, actually, I won't see anybody because this is a podcast. And I just uh, you just listen through earphones. But I will talk to you, everybody, come, uh, come Friday. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 